be heavy. I like heavy stuff. I'm into that heavy stuff. It's gotta be heavy. The heavy sound, heavy beat. Rebel 1017 presents the Heavy in Ottawa podcast with Laura Collins and James Reed. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market. Hi everyone, it's a new week of Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura. And I'm James. And as usual this week, we have a list of upcoming events again in Ottawa. Our spotlight band this week is Obey the Brave. We're chatting with Stevie and Terry from the band. But first, we're chatting with Jesse Dwyer from Beyond the Pit Photography and Multimedia. Thanks for joining us, man. No problem, man. Nice to be here. So you've got uh, you've got some show. Uh, well, I guess a few shows now, but uh, started off with one show coming up. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yeah, man. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I just wanted to get more involved in the music scene and started making more shows to blow up the scene. The first one is on July 20th. Uh, the headliner is uh, the 13th floor. I also wanted to help donate to charities with mental health and get kind of involved in that aspect as well. Um, I find music and mental health kind of go hand in hand, and uh, I just want to do my part to uh, help out. Where's the show happening? Uh, Babylon Nightclub on Bank Street. Okay. Uh, who else is playing? I uh, got Martyrs on the bill, uh, band Harmoniac, Triple Murder, and Held in Secret. Sweet. How much are tickets going to be? 10 bucks in advance, 15 at the door. And how's, uh, how's the pre-sale going for it? Good, man. Uh, it's nuts. These bands are killing it with sales. Like, just Harmoniac alone sold over 60 tickets by themselves. Wow. It's just an unreal, man. It's, I'm expecting over 150 people kind of thing. And you've got a few other shows that you're planning as well now? Yeah, man. I, uh, I planned a big one for August 10th. It's Calidaris and Auras are the headliners. And they're all backed up by locals like Salem Trials, um, Abrade the Earth, Ghost Blade, and Lungless, actually, it's going to be their last show, and they're going to play that yeah. show. So that's kind of awesome for that. Cool. What made you... I mean, you're also a photographer, and um, I guess now you're doing video production as well, right? Yeah, so yeah. what's the uh, what's the full encompassing deal of your, of your company that you've got going on now? Well, it, it all started about two years ago. I decided to quit drinking and pick up some kind of hobby, and then I bought myself a camera. And I got invited to a show. Actually, it was Lee's Avenue. Zane actually yeah. invited me out to shoot the band, and I just loved it. And it was so welcoming in the scene that it just... I started just going to more shows, meeting more people, growing as a photographer. And uh, I just thought of what to do next and how I could be more involved in it. And uh, then me and my girlfriend, Amanda, decided to uh, join forces and basically start a media company where we could do where we could team up and shoot photos together and then work on videos together and throw shows together. You know, it's just basically building a brand for us to grow. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's basically what it is, man. And there's no limit to what we're going to do. It's going to be as big as I can make it. And yeah, a lot, of people, a lot of people support what I do and it's it's great. I appreciate them all it's it's crazy the support i get in this city yeah i mean the auto scene is is um is a very very supporting scene i found very, in my experience very special what what do you what would you say that you love most about the auto scene how welcoming it is man people don't judge people will, like let you in they like support your ideas so like if you come in and say you want to start a t-shirt company or something these guys will just support you they'll buy your t-shirts they will like in, in like get you to make more designs and like you know encourage you to do something with yourself 
and that's a huge part of the music scene here. It's just super welcoming. How did you initially um, get involved with Harmony House? Um, that was just, uh, just I, I basically wanted to start picking charities every show that I do and donate money to them. And I found out about Harmony House and what they do. And I feel like it's important to support all charities and whatnot. And yeah, I just fell in. That's what I was going to do for this show was that one. That's all. Okay. So portion of the proceeds go directly to that. Yeah. A dollar from every ticket sold is going to be donated to Harmony House. And you're also filming a movie or a documentary. That's yes, right, eh? Documentary. Uh, me and the people from Pandemonium, Alex and Aaron, and uh, Deep Cove actually shot everything. Um, we still have some work to do on it, but it's definitely, yeah, it's in the makes. It's coming. What's it all going to be about? This documentary's main purpose is to encourage people to join the music scene or like say if you take pictures or if you do something you want to do it just come out come out get involved you know if you're in a band like come play a show try to get in like you know or if you just want to see shows like come also i, I want to highlight um the music scene here like there's so much talent it's actually unreal i was super surprised about it myself but i uh i just want to put these guys on a platform and you know it's in this documentary it's a good way to show it and uh yeah Got personal interviews in there. There's a live concert in the movie. Yeah, because you get, you filmed. Uh, I guess it was your birthday show. Yeah, the Bonanza. Yeah, yeah. There was over 200 people there, and it was a crazy turnout. It was actually I was very surprised on that, but uh, the city's there, and they all want to be in the documentary. And yeah, so it's just like all encompassing of the Ottawa music scene. Yeah, basically, that's it. right? That's literally all it is. Everything but that. So when is this documentary expected to come out? Oh, I can't even, I couldn't even <laughs> guess that now. We're not even done shooting. I still it's have interviews. Yeah, there's a lot of work and time, and then editing is going to be a nightmare, but it's uh, it's all worth it, and uh, I'll be sure to let everyone know when it's releasing. Are you planning anything for the release? Uh, yeah, actually, we wanted to uh, screen it at the Mayfair awesome. when it's out, so everybody yeah. can kind of come and watch it together, and uh, I think that would be a really cool way to uh, like show it to everyone for the first time. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll have to keep our ear to the ground for, for the release of that, and we'll probably make sure that we mention it here as well. And, yeah, of course. Uh, let everybody know when the, the big silver screen unveiling will be. <laughs> so keep an eye on all the Beyond the Pit events. There will be, I'm sure there will be lots more coming up from your end. Yeah, I, uh, I plan to keep going with this, and uh, the more I can grow, the better. And, like, man, it's crazy. I even have, like, a promo team of people who are just willing to help me promote my shows. Like, I couldn't pay them at first or nothing, and they're all just, like, they don't care. They just want to be involved and be on the pit and what we're doing. It's crazy. I have, like, 15 people who are just literally just volunteering to promote these things. So I, I plan for them to grow, and I plan for them to get more special, and, yeah, there's no end to it. How uh, how often did you expect to book shows? Man, I was just going to book one. <laughs> and then people found out I was booking them, and then everyone wanted to play them. And yeah. then it started making me like think of bands that I would really like to like add, like Auras. Yeah. I, I love that band. And the fact that I could like literally get them to come play a show here, I was just super stoked about that. And then uh, the, the latest one was a Horcrux EP release, yeah. which is one like I was on the fence about doing, but... I got some bands in from Montreal, and it's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. So, like I said, I don't think it's going to stop for a while. I'm sure that'll be a great show. That EP has been a, been a long time coming that they've been working yeah, on. Yeah, they let I me know, listen so. to it. <clears throat> it's great. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Super big fan of their music. That's awesome. 
Well, thanks a lot for coming in to join us, man. Yeah, no problem, guys. It was a pleasure. That was Jesse Dwyer from Beyond the Pits. Stick around. We have the guys from Obey the Brave coming up. But first, here's 13th Floor and Winter in Heavy in Ottawa. Our today's spotlight band is Obey the Brave, and this is a sweet treat for us because you guys are usually on the road all the time. So we have Stevie and Terry here. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no worries. So you guys played a big show a couple of nights ago in Quebec City, and I hear that there's some uh, drama with uh, <laughs> your hand. What? Yeah, the hand. I mean, that was like an after show kind of thing. That 
maybe there was a couple drinks involved and I ended up kind of like, it's like the flukiest story, really. I kind of just like walked into the door in the middle of the night of our hotel room after waking up for a piss. And I straight <laughs> and, up just like... And I, you broke your somehow, hand? Yeah, I like jammed it. I thought the door was open, I guess, in my drunken mind and it kind of wasn't. I guess. So, <laughs> so you I don't like know. fell through an open door? Well, I, I, fell through a closed I door? It was like pitch black, right? Like four in the morning or something. And I guess I just like kind of stumbled into the door thinking it would just go with me. <laughs> like the momentum. And it didn't. So it, here we it, are. It stayed solid. So yeah. this is a bit of an issue because you guys are going on a tour in a couple of days, right? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I've played with like broken ribs and broken shoulders and broken toes before. So this the thumb's pretty whack for I was sure. going to say, like, <laughs> as far as drumming is concerned, those other injuries aren't going to really hold you back. True. But, uh, that thumb is going to come in pretty handy, I feel like. Yeah, no pun intended. Shady. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Play it by beer, you know. You'll be fine. That's it. So where's this tour taking you guys? This one's a, a little U.S. trip. It's only uh, like ten days or, or eight shows in ten days or something. It's not really a full tour type thing, but yeah, it's like uh, from like Chicago to like New York City and like everything in between. So like whatever, any cool. weird city that's in there. Detroit, Ham <laughs> Hamtramck. We're playing Ham Hamtramck. Where the Michigan. hell is that? It's a suburb Michigan, of Detroit. Okay. It's like okay. yeah. no one actually, I don't think, really plays in Detroit proper. I think everyone just plays outside <laughs> of Detroit for obvious reasons. Yeah. Who are you, call, uh, who are you guys uh, touring with? Uh, we're touring with a band uh, called uh, Sharp Tooth from, uh, I think they're from Maryland. They're cool. We did a couple shows with them back in May. We did like a couple shows in Canada with them. And so now this is kind of like the U.S. version of that tour just a few months later. So we're doing it with them and then a band called Born Anew and a band called Downswing. Yeah. So full bill for sure then. Yeah, it's just four bands on tour, and then I think there's going to be like at least one or two locals every show. So it's going to be like big, smaller venues, but like A like a markets, so like all the main cities like Chicago, you know, like Detroit, stuff like that. Yep. Instead of like the last U.S. tour we did was like C markets, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> playing, yeah, some places didn't even know existed. Most but, of the places I'd never heard of. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I guess we're playing, yeah, really... Erie, Pennsylvania, or something ridiculous like all the good spots. Mm -hmm. So the uh, and you guys are just in Europe too, right? Yeah, a couple months back was that in April? Oh yeah, yeah, that was the last trip. It's kind of like a milestone one for us. I think it was our fifteenth, fifteenth European tour total since like the start of the band. Wow. So we'll go back anytime. Yeah. What's your favorite country to to play <laughs> in Europe or city? I mean. That's obvious. We get asked that a lot for sure. And there's so many different answers for so many different reasons. Me, I mean, I'd say Germany overall is probably like my favorite country and our best like band market, really. And like when you when you look at a European tour like that one we just did, where say it's like three weeks mainland Europe and one land or one one week UK, usually a full week of that mainland Europe part is Germany. Yeah. So it kind of speaks for itself, you know. I mean, it's like the biggest country. And they love their beer, so... They do. You can't really complain. <laughs> and their metal. They love their metal. Yeah, they love oh, that, but. too. <laughs> they like that heavy shit. <laughs> and that was with Amir, eh? Yeah. Yeah. How are they? Great. Sick. We, we, uh, we toured a lot with them early in the band's career back in, like, 2012 and 13, and then we kind of hadn't seen them since then. 
and it's it's all like new members now except for Frankie so it was like <laughs> but but again like the the newer members are people that I have toured with before or I've seen in like other bands too so it wasn't weird or anything but yeah it was cool to see them again after a three-year break of touring together we did like three in a row at one point so it kind of felt oh, like shit. we were dating or something you know <laughs> But yeah, no, great guys, great vibe, amazing band to watch live. Like all their their stuff translates so heavy and yeah. and so tight live. They're always entertaining to watch. And so guys play in Ottawa very rarely, I believe, and I I think audience got a sweet treat just earlier this year. You played one show in Ottawa. Do you have any plans to to play in Ottawa in anytime soon again? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh... blunt. No. For yeah, all those that we don't play know. Ottawa like once a year, like it's Ottawa's like such a weird town for us. Like we're for all from here. Like I worked at Mavericks for years, and we'll go play there, and it's, it's just it's weird. Like I, ha I, it's weird to do like hometown shows. Like a lot of bands always have, especially in the states. You know, bands will have their biggest market is their hometown, and that's just for us is just absolutely not the case. Like people are like, who the hell are you guys? <laughs> like you guys are even from here? Or like yeah, like I fucking work here man <laughs> yeah i think i think a lot of the ottawa scene just assumes that we're from montreal because of our singer being from montreal so true they don't really see us as like a a hometown band per se but i mean the, the i still love playing ottawa yeah, the obviously so good i think we usually just do like once a year it's kind of like our our normal thing i like that shout out to mavericks too i've been playing there since i was like <laughs> 13 years old with like a million different bands so it's always nostalgic to you know play back at like a home base And then it's always just friends and family and like the closest people that I've been hanging out with since you know it's true, 2004. Yeah. yeah, Ottawa shows are literally just like 95% just friends and family. It's all and just Ken like five, five people that are like, "Who are you? Are you oh, you're a fan. <laughs> Neat, <laughs> sweet. Thanks We for showing those. up." And just some random people walking off the street. <laughs> yeah, it's rare. So, isn't there just one of you that lives in Montreal though, or is there how many people are in the band right now? <laughs> uh. Officially, right now, there's three people in the band. Okay. So you're speaking to two of them. Yeah. Okay. And there's uh, Alex is our, our vocalist, and he's from Montreal. Okay. He lives in Montreal. Um, right now, we do have a buddy of ours named Ben that's filling in for us, and he plays guitar usually in Alex's other band, Despised Icon. Okay. And he is playing uh, bass with us, and he's a fucking beauty. So really stoked to have him out. But uh, yeah, Johnny uh, just recently left the band because he's got a baby Well, now he's like, <laughs> he's not a baby, not a baby anymore. anymore. He's like three or whatever, uh, three or four. And, uh, but yeah, he's just got so many more commitments with tattooing and, uh, and his obviously young child. So he just can't do the touring thing anymore. And so it's just the three of us going, going ham with some buddies and a laptop. That's pretty much all it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John's fully been replaced by the laptop. The laptop. Lit. Story of the year for metal bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're getting an exclusive listen, uh, a new single from your new album coming out on July 19th. We're going to listen uh, Seeing Red. Any words you'd like to say about this song? Mm. Uh, can we, I mean... Yeah, we, it's coming out. It's, it's coming out. <laughs> we, 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 we actually, we shot a video for it during that last European tour we were just talking about, so... I think that's uh, coming. Yeah, I think that's coming out on release day. Yeah, on Friday. So. Should be on the on the album release day. I don't know what do you, what's the, the vibe of the song. It's kind of like a little bit. Uh, it kind of has touches of like the whole history of the band, really, like uh, musically at least. It has kind of like the like the faster up paced vibe of Youngblood, but then some of the catchier parts that we kind of transition to with like Salvation and Mad Season, and it's just kind of like a. 
it's it's a shorter track, but it's a good a good kind of like full view of kind of like the new Obey the Brave, basically. A yeah. little bit of the old and a lot of the new. The song slaps. <laughs> she, Hope you like it. She rips. <laughs> she rips. Sweet. This is Obey the Brave and Seeing Red. The stakes are high, still I roll the dice. Win or lose, rain or shine, don't ask twice. You know I disagree, the glass is half empty. I jump within and fell my worst enemy. Obsessive, compulsive, disaster. Life's mad enough, what comes after? It's a short road, this anxiety. I've had enough, just set me free. So we're back in here with Obey the Brave. That was Seeing Red. And um, I got to ask you guys, I mean, I'm sure you're probably not staying at too many crazy houses now, but um, even with past bands or this band, what's the dingiest house you've ever stayed at? Whew. Oh, Stevie's place. <laughs> Definitely Stevie's house. All of them. All of my places. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> Where was a bad one? I don't know, man. I, I, all I, my favorite memories from like the like the Darkness Rights touring days back my old band like back when I was still living in Kempville we used to do like the 401 rip all the time the classic mini tours just with like buds and then crashing at you know like truck stops and just sleeping in the fields and getting drunk and waking up sweating in a field and just kind of going on to Waterloo or wherever the next one is you know yeah um, no to be honest like yesterday we spent about two and a half hours cleaning out our van. <laughs> And we sleep in our van like 90% of the time, and it is easily the grimiest. Like, yeah. he, it took four of us two hours to like clean this thing out. It's like, 
it's like you get you know four to six people living in a, a van that are and it gets gross because we'll do like a full month and like that's it that's our home maybe get a couple hotels here and there to have a shower but most of the time it's like that dingy disgusting 10 year old vehicle that just gets punished legitimately like four or five piss jugs that were hidden and they might have been Corey's oh. and he hasn't been in the band for like a year now yeah. <laughs> oh it's true yeah yeah hidden piss jugs everywhere you never know Good old bottle rocket. You gotta rock the piss in the van sometimes. It's, it's a risky move, but if once once you perfect it, I mean, it's liberating. I mean, as long as they've got the big enough spout at the top, that's all you need. That's it. It's the vitamin water or the Gatorade bottles <laughs> yeah. are the key. So if you ever have those, you always keep a hold of those. Can't. You want to make sure the, you got like a lockdown. Like the buy my bunk in the back usually has like two or three, like just in case. You never know. Can't do the Designy bottles or the, no. the Nestle bottles. No, you need you those. can, but it's, it's a lot more ballsy. Not when it's moving. It's, it's yeah. dangerous, man. It's a bold move. I've watched Terry fail that one a couple <laughs> times. Oh, yeah. tour, tour piss tips from Obey the Brave. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple tour tips. Piss jugs are key and uh, baby wipes. Mm. Baby Don't wipes are so Don't underestimate the importance key. of baby wipes and yes. piss jugs. And stay hydrated and take care of your butt. Wipe often. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> well, while we're on tour tips, any other crazy tour stories you guys got for us? How long you got? Gary, <laughs> <laughs> bud. Oh, man. Like, just just between me and Terry, yeah. like, we're known as, uh, we're no, we, we kind of get up to no good, especially in Europe, because it's like... It's Europe. It's Europe, exactly. So we're kind of known over there as, they call us the Scheiße Brutus. What the hell does that mean? Scheiße is shit. Shit twins. Yeah, so, so we, we're like the shit twins, but they didn't really have a word for twins, so it's just the shit brothers, I guess. Okay. And it's just, cause, I don't know, we kind of have like a reputation, I guess, at this point of being the guys in the band that kind of party and kind of just, I don't know, do whatever the fuck happens. Yeah, I mean, okay, real quick, almost getting arrested on a roof of a building in Germany. That's a good one. Without our passports. Like getting our Russian getting visas. Getting our Russian visas. Yeah. And then sweet-talking our way out of, like, completely trespassing and, like, being drunk and doing stupid shit. And it was just me and Stevie. Like, we weren't even trying to, like, impress anyone or do anything cool with friends. <laughs> it was literally just me and him, like, having fun by ourselves. Like, like well, everyone else went to bed. It's like 3 a.m. I kind of want to keep drinking. You want to climb this building that's being built? Sure. Yeah. And then we just get rushed by cops up on the rooftop, and they almost arrested us. And were they there already, or did no, no, no. I, we were up there for I don't know how long, half hour, maybe hour. half an hour. Were you throwing shit? Eh. Yeah, okay. I mean allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, were That's allegedly always when the cops thrown. come is when people start throwing shit off the roof. I saw a bottle of Jaeger go flying, but I don't know you who know, where it came from. It could have been anybody. Yeah, we don't know. Just raining from the heavens. But that's above. just one of like a hundred thousand. Every tour, it's like. Come home from tour and someone's like, what's your favorite part? I'm like, give me like a month to like decompress. And then like hours or days or months or years later, you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that time we did that. And it was like, no one heard that story before. And then it just starts rolling because like so much shit happens every single day. You're like in a different country every day playing different shows. And then you just kind of, it becomes a blur. So then whenever you end up saying one story, you remember like 10 stories back to back just because of that. So yeah, that's usually what happens. Wild. <laughs> I am a wild party. Yeah, That's a it. Um, all right, new record out July nineteenth, right? Yeah, buddy. Balance, balance, balance. Did you guys record it in Ottawa? Yeah, really? We did. Yeah, we always record Ottawa. Well, now we do. Who'd you record with? Dean, Dean Haji Christu in Barhaven. Eh? In Barhaven, mm -hmm. all yeah, buttons yeah. in. Dean is the man. Dean's been recording our bands since we were. 13 or something yeah, like, I've recorded in his with bedroom Dean. like we've known the guy forever hundreds of times probably at this point with Dean all the way back to like when I was 13 years old 
He's the he's a legend. He basically he's the one that ended up saving like yeah. Mad Season, the last record. Saving? Yeah, I mean that's like a there's a whole different story with with that record. We we literally don't have time for that oh, today, boy. but <laughs> you can look it up for sure. It's it has news to do articles with, all about it. Yeah, it's kind of all over the internet somewhere. You can find it, but basically. The record almost didn't happen, and Dean ended up saving it. We had like three weeks to re-record everything with Dean before going on a European tour. So, shout out to Dean. Always, always been a beauty, and he saved the boys again. Absolute legend. Beautiful. What's your songwriting process like? Mostly like me in front of a computer, I guess. <laughs> Fucking couple drinks and a guitar, and uh, some, you know, just come up with some riffs. And then we'll like play them at like jams or something like a hundred million times for like six months before we actually sit down and I'll record them <laughs> into uh, into the you know in, into Pro Tools or whatever at home. I'll demo them out. There's a lot of a lot of like voice clips or like just drunken messages like "Yo, bud, check this out," and then you hear the space bar. <laughs> <laughs> just like my phone. <laughs> or, like yeah, so yeah, pretty much that. But uh, recently, like we did. Um, yeah, it's pretty much just like solo kind of like demoing and stuff, as I assume like most bands do. Yeah. We don't get to jam together too, too often to like actually write together. And there's like, so, you know, at least we'll start by demoing out some riff ideas and stuff. And then, uh, and then yeah, the, the last record we worked with um, Paul Mark Russo from Silverstein. And he came in and, and added a ton of, um, ton of flavor. And I wrote some stuff with him um, kind of in the studio, kind of tweaked some songs. And, and that was refreshing to work with somebody like that. Um, so, I think I, to me, at least what I saw, his biggest, like he's a beauty, and his biggest like helping hand, I guess, in in uh, this process that I noticed the most was his work with Alex, and just like, just like really driving him to, you know, like just to not not give up in the studio and to not just settle with the first melody you think of type deal, and just to keep on reworking lyrics until it's actually actually perfect instead of just stopping, you know, like he. He really kind of, he pushed all of us, but I really saw him work extra hard with Alex to, I mean, vocals are pretty, pretty important, <laughs> I'd say. So that was like, to me, the, the biggest help that, that Paul kind of provided with us was how much he was able to really like dig into Alex. And I, I know Alex was feeling pretty rough in the studio at times, just like because of it, but obviously the results are there and it's what we needed. That's awesome. Um... I had one other question, which is how did this band come to fruition from the destruction of Despised Icon or the hiatus or whatever you want to call it to Obey the, ba- Obey the Brave being created? Well, basically, yeah. So back in, I guess, it, like 2011, 2012, that's when like Despised Icon broke up and then Blind Witness broke up, which was... Oh, well, John Campbell and Miguel Lepage are old bassists and old guitarists. They were in that band. Mm-hmm. So they broke up at the same time as my like old death metal band at the time, Darkness Rights. So it kind of started out as just like an idea, like, hey, these bands just kind of stopped, but we still want to write music, but just like way different style of music. Like we don't want to write death metal anymore type deal. Okay. So oddly enough, it was in this little strip mall that we're sitting in right now where John John Campbell and I kind of, we were working at this, <laughs> like a telemarketing job here called, I think it was called Celluland, and he lived just like one street over. So we okay. would literally, like, we would come here, work the morning shift, go back to his place, and just 
have a bunch of drinks and just start writing on his lap or on his computer at, at his place, literally a block over. Work for like, work on songs for like three hours, and then come back and work a night shift, and then go back to his place after, have some more drinks, write some more songs, and then I would bike home like two kilometers home from there. Okay, and then. That's kind of like how it started, and it was just an idea at first, and then we kind of realized, like, well, we were into what we were writing, and then sending it off to Alex in Montreal, and he was writing lyrics over it, and then it kind of just got to the point where we had, like, 10 or 12 songs that we were pretty stoked on, and then we're like, do you guys want to just, like, actually try to be a band, or what? <laughs> you want to, like, just do it again? Right on. So then, how did you know Alex? You just know him from uh, from being around, or...? Yeah, I'd only met him a couple times before we said, hey, what's up? We're in a band together. <laughs> but basically just from like like shows and festivals and stuff, seeing them. And uh, my brother was in Blind Witness, too. So they had toured with Despised Icon back then, too. So I okay. met him through that. And then obviously through John, too, because we've been literally friends since we were babies. So right on. Just another guy in the scene, you know? That's it. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is we should actually have like a rebel... Of like a show with Obey the Brave on the parking lot to have like the full circle, right? <laughs> Super down. Bring out everybody from Mooney's Bay, you know what I'm saying? Good old yeah. parking lot show. All right, let's talk after this. Let's make this happen. Yeah. All right. Always down. What's the best street <laughs> it'll meet? Be our, food? It'll be our one Ottawa show for Annual the year. Ottawa there you go. go. Yeah. What's the, what's the best street meat food you've ever had? Oh, Mexico, the tacos are pretty dope. Oh, no. or or mine's not what I was expecting. Mine was the mine was pad thai in Thailand. It was, oh, that was ridiculous. Uh. No, that was probably the best. Yeah, that was easily the best tasting, like the best. But yeah, the Berlin currywurst is like that's a staple. Yeah, gross little steamed hot dog with curry on it. It's amazing. Or uh, I mean, the classic UK like donor donor box. Oh yeah, I mean. It's nothing that special, but it always feels feels that special in the U- like on the UK tours for sure. By the end of the night. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks so much, guys, for coming in. We're gonna listen to one more tune from you, and this is "Cold Summer" from Obey the Brave. Yeah, right on. Thanks so much. Be make or break Still made the same mistakes The struggle always 
Back to Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura. And I'm James. And next we have some event listings for the next couple of weeks. What do we have, James? Well, this Friday, July 19th at Avant Garde Bar, we have LMI, Opium Winter, and Jung Shadow. That's going to be a mix of Sludge and Punk. Uh, this Saturday, July 20th, we've got a few shows. First being um, Jesse Dwyer's Beyond the Pit Photography and Multimedia Company. They're booking uh, a banger of a show with 13th Floor, Martyrs, Held in Secret, Triple Murder, and Harmoniac. That's going to be an amazing show full of local heavy hitters for fans of metal and metalcore. And as we said earlier, $1 from every ticket is going to be donated to the Harmony House Women's Shelter. Also this Saturday, July 20th, at Moose McGuire's, uh, Rebel is going to be presenting the Rebel Real Rock Search Champion Show featuring this year's winners, Civilian and runners-up, Rockin' Engine. And if that isn't enough for you, also this Saturday at Live on Elgin, we've got All Day Breakfast celebrating the release of Piglet, the first single from their upcoming EP. Joining them will be Elementals and Ornaments. Wednesday, July 24th at House of Targ, you can catch Weigh the Anchor twice on Tuesday, 6 o'clock Sunday, and Anna Lee Cage. That's going to be a mix of pop punk and rock. Thursday, July 25th at Mavericks will be Within Destruction, Sentinels, Salem Trials, and Held in Secret. That's going to be a mix of Metalcore and Deathcore. And Thursday, July 25th to Sunday, July 28th, House of Targ and Black Squirrel Books are going to be joining up for another edition of the Side-by-Side Weekend. That's going to be four days of amazing shows between two venues right beside each other featuring over 30 bands. You can check out at Side by Side Weekend on Facebook and Instagram for more information on that. That's Side by Side WKND on Facebook or Instagram. So that's definitely enough shows for anyone with a Blues Fest hangover. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're looking for a little more music to get your fixings in, it certainly don't have to go far. All right, this has been Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura. And I'm James. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks, and we're going to leave you with Death Sticks and In the Motors. Let's go. 